Let's pray. Father, we just want to thank you again for the privilege we have to gather this morning to worship you and to hear your word. We sang, we read scriptures. The Holy Spirit instructs the church that scriptures should be read to all the saints. That's the instruction you gave the church. We read those scriptures to all the saints. Now we hear your word. We trust you to speak to us, open our ears, and help us to hear you. In Jesus' name we pray. We're talking about uh, living in dominion. Living in what? Dominion. We need to understand how man was created at the beginning by God was to be in dominion. We all know that that's very popular thing everybody should know, to have the supernatural abilities of God, to know things like God, to live in the realm of God. That was divine purpose, to have somebody to represent him here on earth. In Genesis 1.26, the scripture said, and God said, let us make man in our own image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So you can see immediately that divine purpose was to hand control of this earth to Adam. And then for Adam to rule, Adam has to have some abilities of God. He has to be a notch above the creation. So that was to the purpose of God. And look at how Adam operated, how God and Adam operated in Genesis 2.19. And out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field, and every fowl of the air, and brought them unto Adam to see what Adam would call them. Not that God didn't know what to call them. Not that God, he made them, so he knew their name. But he said, let me send it to this man that I have created to be like me. He should know. He should know what they are like because he's operating like me. So God brought him and said, Adam, look at this one. And the Bible says, whatever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. He got it correct. Totally correct. God made them God knew their names. He brought it to Adam, and Adam knew them exactly, identified them. And remember when he got the wife, he identified the wife too, and said where, where the woman came from. Let's keep reading there. Verse 20. And Adam gave names to all cattle, to the fowl of the air, to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not, not found and help meet for him. So those of you who are biting dogs, Dogs are not your help meat. You say, I have Jimmy. Yeah, you can have Jimmy, wonderful. But God didn't create Jimmy to be your help meat. And verse 21, and the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept. And he took one of his ribs, closed up the flesh, instead the flesh instead thereof, 22, and the rib which the Lord 
God has taken from man, made he a woman, and brought her unto the man again. Verse 23, and Adam said, this is now bone of my bones, and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Who told him? He was asleep. God created that man to behave like him. He said, let's make somebody to be like us. So Adam was operating in the realm of the spirit. He didn't have to see it. He didn't have to observe it. He knew it. As long as they were living by divine wisdom, they were fine. Look at Genesis 2.25. And they were both naked, the man and his wife. Were not ashamed. Why? They were not identified things from natural point of view. They were not using their senses to identify things. They were identified things from spiritual point of view. So they were not looking at themselves from natural carnal point of view. Whether they were wearing clothes or not, they didn't see that. Wasn't, they didn't see that. But the devil deceived them to enthrone human wisdom and dethrone divine wisdom. That's a major, major shift. And as I'm talking to you today, he does that all the time. And he won't do it once, does it all the time. All the time. So he deceived them to enthrone divine wisdom and dethrone, I mean to enthrone human wisdom and dethrone divine wisdom. So the devil put them in charge and made them t- put God out. He put them in charge. So when you are walking by your wisdom, you are in charge, not God. And you know, it blows up our ego because now I, I, I'm the one that's saying it. I know what I'm doing. So they took God down and enthroned themselves. And you know, as long as they were not like God, they couldn't reign. So the moment they jettisoned what God gave them to put them in authority, they lost everything. Because as mere humans, they couldn't reign. They lost everything. In Genesis 3 from verse 1. The serpent was the shrewdest of all the wild animals the Lord God had made. One day, he asked the woman, did God really say? She was saying he was arguing against the wisdom of God. Did God really say you must not eat the fruit from any of the trees in the garden? Verse 2. Or cause, or of, of course. We may eat fruit from the tree of the garden. The woman replied, it's only the fruit from the tree of the middle of the garden that we are not allowed to eat. God said, you must not eat it or even touch it. If you do, you will die. Oh, you won't die. Ha! (laughs) You won't die. The serpent replied to the woman, God knows that your eyes will be what? And he was right. Because their eyes were open. But the wrong eyes were open. The spiritual eye was closed. And their natural eye was what? 
He deceived them. He didn't ask, which eye are you talking about? And so he says, he says, God knows that your eyes will be opened as soon as you eat it. And it happened. And you will be like God, wrong. Because they were already like God. Knowing both good and evil, they already knew they shouldn't do this, they shouldn't, they knew. Verse 6. The woman was convinced. She saw her eyes has now been, she started seeing by natural eyes. She saw. And what did she see? That the tree was beautiful and its food looked delicious. And she wanted the wisdom it could give her. Oh, you say it happened to Eve. Listen to me, it happens all the time. So she wanted the wisdom he could give her. So she took some of the fruit and ate. Then she gave some to her husband. She was who was with her. And he ate it too. At that moment, their eyes were opened. <laughs> but their spiritual eye was now closed. Because they dethroned themselves from being like God, to be mere human. And they took what pleased them, desiring the wisdom it would give them. So they made a choice and said, the wisdom of God cannot reign, reign over us now. We found something better. They chose it. But you know, Adam was not deceived. Adam committed willful sin. You know what willful sin is? It's a, it's a sin that involves your will. It's something out of your volition, intentional. You planned it, and you did it. That's the most dangerous thing to do, because God will judge you quick. There's sin of ignorance. The Bible says God winks at it. There's sin that overwhelms you, you're struggling with, you don't want it, your will is not in it, but you engage in a real spiritual fight right here, you don't want it. Your will is not there. You fight it with everything. You tell, you, man, you fight it with everything. But this one is no pressure, nothing. Remember, this man knew where the wife was coming from. So when the devil was operating, did you think he didn't know? A man that knew that the wife came from his boom, you think he didn't know what the devil was doing? He knew. Say, Pastor, how do you know? First Timothy 2.14. What did he say? And Adam was not what? Uh, Adam was not what? Read it for yourself. And Adam was not what? He knew. The Bible says he was not deceived. He knew it. On his own will or his own volition, he chose to do that. He said, but the woman being deceived, Adam, he was God's regent. How could he have not known? He was created to be like God, so he knew. I mean, a man who could identify a person who has never existed, and said, this one came from my bone. 
it was pulled out of me. How do you think he wouldn't know what the devil is doing? He knew. Wayfully. Chose to follow the wife. And when any human being chooses human wisdom to rule over him or her, listen to me, he instantly, not tomorrow, instantly becomes rebellious to God. Instantly. That's why a lot of people go to church and they don't care about God. You know, I was preaching on Thursday, how we lost respect for God. How we lost honor for God. There is no sense of sacredness. You know, when we are growing up, growing up I mean, if, if your father said something, there was this sense of my father said it. You know, you, you weren't really going to do that just because father said it. There was this sense of uh, respect that we were brought up in. Well, I lost it somewhere. So I confessed myself. Somewhere I lost it in the university. But before university, if your father says something, just because Papa said it, it carried the weight of uh, influence on you. You didn't want to do against that. We, we, we have lost this sense of sacredness. There's no, sense, there's no respect for authority anymore. We talk about authorities anyhow. From political authorities to spiritual authorities to social authorities that God has put in place. It's not helping. This is one of the reasons that people live in rebellion against God and they are comfortable. Very comfortable in it. The moment the wisdom of man takes over your life, you become instantly rebellious to God's wisdom. It's automatic. You may act holy, act religious, but the fact of the matter is that you are rebellious against God. Romans 8, 5. For those who are according to the flesh and are controlled by it, by its unholy desire, set their minds on and pursue those things which gratify the flesh. But those who are according to the spirit and are controlled by the desires of the spirit, set their minds on and seek those things which gratify the Holy Spirit. Verse 6. Now, the mind of the flesh defined, which is sense and reason, human reasoning, without the Holy Spirit is death. Death that comprises all the miseries arising from sin, both here and hereafter. But the mind of the Holy Spirit it's life and so peace, both now and forever. That is because the mind of the flesh with its carnal thoughts and purposes is hostile to God. It's hostile to God. For it does not submit itself to God's law. Indeed, cannot. It's not possible. It's not possible. That's why you tell somebody, the scripture says it's a pastor, but he doesn't have respect for God. Forget about all this. We can, look, we're coming to church and learn. But God knows what. Yeah, that's why God doesn't look at those things. 
You know where God is looking? At the heart. Once you are ruled by your wisdom, you be a rebel against God. It's automatic. The Bible says that wisdom cannot submit to God because they are, they are opposing. The scripture says the, the, the spirit fights the flesh, the flesh fights the spirit. They always oppose it. Always oppose it. And you know, Proverbs 3 5, trust in the Lord with what? Lean not unto thy own. Now you understand the seriousness of this instruction. <laughs> Lean not unto thy own understanding. In all thy ways, do what? Acknowledge him. And then he shall begin to, yeah, then you, you can reign on thy. Be not wise in thy own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It shall be held to thy navel, marrow, to thy bones. You know, the lure to resort to human wisdom is very, very powerful. Don't ever underrate it. The devil uses it not only from Adam. He uses it on Jesus. He uses it all the time because it's very, very powerful. But very dangerous because it turns into a rebel. An angel went to Mary and said to Mary, you're going to get pregnant and have a baby. Human wisdom kicked in. She said, how can these things be? In our culture, I must have a man. But this thing you are saying doesn't make sense to, to me. How can it be? It's a struggle. Serious one. How can it be? How can this thing be? Never had anything like this before. That's never happened before in history. You're telling me this? It's a very powerful attack on human mind. To deprive man of participation. Stop. Luke 134. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be? Seeing I know not what? Amen. Telling me this. Sir, can't figure it out. And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost, somebody shout hallelujah. The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also the holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. Mary, when God says something, it's not by human design or participation. It's by his spirit. He doesn't have to follow your natural. He doesn't follow your natural. You see, you see why it's a tough engagement where your mind is fighting this. It's a tough engagement. Because the ways of the spirit is past finding out. Oh, okay, you go around the wall. I mean, when you talk of wall, very heavy wall. Go around it seven, seven times, and, and then the last day just sing, and the walls will come down. Where have you, what kind of structural engineering is that? Blow a trumpet, walls will what? 
crumble. You are going to a battle. They say, don't put your soldiers, put your choir in front. Explain it. I thought that naturally you have to put what? Soldiers in front. But now, and the soldiers are not armed. And they're not even ready to fight. All they were saying, bless the Lord before his mercy, what? How does God fight the battle? But by the time they got there, their enemies were what? How does he fight the battle? The ways of God is past. The human mind struggles with it all the time. And the devil taps into it. Because he comes and says, see, it's not, it's not reasonable. No, it's not reasonable. And he does not. You know, Mary would have said, ah, sir, okay, thank you. When you go, you go to the husband and say, that man said, I'm going to be pregnant. You better come home. Because if you don't come, God will knock her out of the plan. Choose somebody else. Because he must go according to divine plan. You know our salvation is the same. It makes no sense. That's why people are struggling with it. The devil is tapping into it. Massively depriving people of healing, provision, all the provisions of salvation. Because except you believe that thing, it won't work for you. And Paul said, leave that message alone. Don't tamper with it. It's the power of God on his own. He said, that's the wisdom of God. That's salvation message. He said, when I preach it, I tremble because if I add anything to it, I make the word of God of no effect. Don't touch it. Don't intrude your wisdom. You will pollute it. Salvation makes no sense. And that's why we have no appreciation of what salvation is. We don't have appreciation of what it is. We're not in awe of the price that God paid to save us. We're not in appreciation of our deliverance from from, from ourselves, from this nature of sin. We, we think we're good. Next time I'm going to preach on the mystery of godliness, you better come. We think we are awesome. Saved from what? Saved from. I was born in a church where I'm saving me from. All right? David said, in sin, what did my mother what? Conceive. I was born in iniquity. When you deprive man of participation, his ego crashes. Because he has to, you must define his participation so he retains his ego. I said, my hand has what? God said, no. (laughs) That's the arm of flesh. It will disappoint you. I walk by the arm of that spirit. My hand has done all these things. My hand. My hand. Ephesians 2, 8. God saved you by his grace 
Now this is another problem. <laughs> Grace? Mean gave it to me? Yeah. Don't merit it, he did it. God saved you by his grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift. From who? Can't take credit. Oh, we struggle to take credit. God said, no. It's you take it, believe it, you experience it. Salvation is not a reward for the good things you have done. So none of us can boast about it. Doesn't make sense. Here's what Jesus said about following the wisdom of men. How the devil attacked him with it through no other person than Simon, Peter, Matthew 16, 23. Jesus turned to Peter and said, get away from me, Satan. You are a dangerous trap to me. You are seeing things merely from what? Human point of view. Not from God. You want to dethrone divine wisdom and give me human wisdom. So you rob me of ability to die for humanity. Kick me out of this plan. Peter said, you know, sir, come, come, come. I know in their culture, to die young is not, even Igbo culture, when a young person dies in Igbo land, the person is buried, when? Immediately. And the family goes to find out why. Because in their culture, it's not normal. Especially, has not married, I know. Immediately. So here is Jewish culture, 33-year-old man, talking of death. Peter said, in our culture, it's a taboo. Don't you? Said, I'm an old man. I should advise you properly. In fact, the Bible said Peter rebuked him. He looked at Peter. Satan, this is what you did to Adam. You bring him here. Giving me divine, I mean, human what? Wisdom in their change for God's wisdom. It's very dangerous trap. You trap, you get out of here. You know how bad that thing is? Proverbs 16:25. There is a way that seemeth right unto a man. Oh yeah, it makes sense. He figured it out. There's a way that seems right unto a man, but he, the end thereof are the ways of what? Death. Romans 8 6. To be carnally minded is death. The way that seems right unto a man will lead you away from your salvation, take you to death. Will make you deny the power of God. Christ, the power of God, the gospel, the, the wisdom of God, make you deny them. And you should still be religious because being religious makes sense. It makes a lot of sense to be religious. Why not?
2 Timothy 3, 5. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. From such people do what? Turn out. They will corrupt you. Second Timothy 3, 7, verse 7 says, Ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Never able. Because then death, that natural thing, that human wisdom will always block it. Never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now as James and Jambres withstood Moses, so do these also resist the truth. Resist the truth. Now you can understand why Romans 12, verses 1 to 3 says that unless you switch from natural wisdom to God's wisdom, your life cannot be transformed. You know, this message came out of this fasting wedding and my own prayer and seeking God. That's why I didn't come with Because try years ago, I couldn't, I couldn't do anything here. I'll just, me and God, I couldn't get into this summer. I was praying about you and me. I'm telling you. For hours and hours, I sought God about you and me. And God began to show me that the blockade is human wisdom. And he showed me in the revelation. He said, by what you are preaching, you are disrupting, the, you are disrupting demonic activities. And I saw it real. He said, because they use these things to attack people. I saw it real. I really walked through it, disrupted everything. Romans 12.1. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. Don't follow the wisdom of man. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for yourself. Do you know that the devil understands that if he keeps you in human wisdom, you will never know God. You are not going to know God. You can't believe for anything. There are Christians who have not believed God for anything. They have never believed for anything. Zero. Being in church years, never believed God for anything. Not what? It doesn't make sense to them. First Corinthians 1.21, since God in his wisdom saw to it that the world will never, never, never know him 
through human wisdom. Never. He has used our foolish preaching to save those who simply believe. Foolish because it doesn't make sense. It excludes you. Excludes me. Because it's by his spirit. So it doesn't make sense to us. You know the Pharisees were very zealous people. But look at what Jesus said to them. Because the ones that said, we're not accepting what this man is teaching us. Say, we're followers of Moses, but this man, we don't know what he's talking about. In John 5, 42, but I know you, that you have not the love of God in you. Say, you can't love God. Pharisees, you are zealous, but you don't love God. You can be zealous all over town, everywhere, you don't love God. I preached on it on Thursday. The church that lost their love for God. They loved all the activities, every activity. It's cheap. It can be very zealous. And God said to them, you have lost your first love. And if you don't do that, I'm going to remove your lamp from you. You can't know me no more. Unless you turn from all these things and make me your object. Let me tell you, if you love God, your primary concern should be your life with him. Number one. I'm not kidding. Your primary concern, if you really love God, is your life with him to please him in everything you do. That would be, and then by doing that, you're after him. Your soul is after him. Your heart is after him. Not after, I'm going there, I'm doing this. I'm doing. No, no, forget about it. Whatever you are doing will come out of that personal relationship with him. Then he will instruct you and instruct you and use you and walk through you. But all the while, you are like David. David said, as the deer panted after what? So my heart pants after God. Not after activities. They are not the same. He said, when can I come and see my God? And what did God say? God said, I found David, the son of Jesse, whose heart is what? After me. He's after me. He's, he's totally focused on me. This man is after me. He's after me. And God made a covenant with David that 300 and something years after, God will stand up and say, because of my servant David, I'm doing this thing. After he died, God testified, said, this man's heart is truly after me. That's a man that loves God. You can love activities. Title. If they take the title from you, stop. Human wisdom will never love God. Never. Because it's opposed to God. How can you love God? But I know you, <laughs> that you have not the love of God in you. Even though you pray long prayer, you go, Jesus said, you, you go distances to make disciples. No, he said, you don't love God. Your heart is not after God. I said it on Thursday. I won't repeat it here. Any church, any organization, and any Christian whose heart is not after Christ, pretty soon will lose the fire. Because he is the source. 
pretty soon you will lose the connect, you lose the fire, you start, you become a, a, a we battle. Everything will be pushing, struggling. You lose the fire. Does it surprise you that some of these big organizations today were started by real men of God who were on fire for God? Some of these big churches today, they, today they are, they are just a shadow of themselves. The reason that they couldn't love God is Matthew 5, 15, 9. Their worship is a farce. For they teach man-made what? Ideas. Wisdom of men. What pleases men? What people will accept? They say, yeah, eh? pastor, I like, yeah, eh, eh. yeah. God didn't call him to come and make you a hair. God called him to teach you the truth. And cross the truth. Paul said, You don't change this gospel to please men. He said, If we are men pleasers, we can't be servants of God. Two of them can work. And they couldn't love man. <laughs> they, could not. they only love their, their friends. In Matthew 5, 47, and if you salute your brethren only, what do you more than others? Do not even the publicans do this. All they do is they love. They love their friends. Those in their fellowship, they love. Those who come to their church, they love. Those who don't come to their church, are not them. They don't care about it. Well, we do it. Somebody is doing something. It's in our fellowship. Uh, you dress up and go. If it's not in your fellowship, I am not going. And that's why we join this joint. So if you are doing something, they will wear gele for you. God is watching all these things we are doing. You know why you go to fellowship? So if your son is wedded, and when they come, that's your reward. God's not interested in that your fellowship you are good. I'm telling people the absolute truth of God's word, how God behaves. He said, if you do this for this, when you get that, then that's your reward. I'm not involved. Yep. They won't get it for you now. That's why you joined. <laughs> so what do you think God will do for you? Again? The reason we can't is because we have this kind of mind. Jesus said, is in all the publicans, they salute those who salute them, love their friends and things. He said, but you want to be like your father, love your enemies, and do good to those who hit you. Do good. Do good. Yeah. They're not in your fellowship. They're doing something. Go. <laughs> go and support them. Dress up and go. Give him something. We don't do it now. While well, you came to church, so we talk truth here. No, we don't do it. God is watching. I will come and sing, I love you, Lord. Oh, Lord, I love you, Jesus. Then God is looking at me. <laughs> he loved me. How about Mary that did something the other day? You didn't help her. I love you, Lord. No, God said you can't love God if you can't love man. 
It's a lie. You don't love God. If you love God, you love what? Man first. And not just your brother and sisters. Man. The weapon to overcome this thing is to have is to have a, a heart of a child. That's what Jesus recommended. He said, look, have a heart. Be teachable. God is, God is looking at my heart. Looking at my heart all the time. If you watch me here, once I start worshiping, I face this thing. I don't look at you. I face here because I'm, I'm, I'm here for God. I say, Lord, see me. He's looking at, forget about church. Uh, it's my heart, it's my life. Are you kidding me? Paul said I can preach this thing and be a castaway. It's to be, make up your mind. No, nobody can make, it, make up your mind for you. Make up your mind to stop operating human wisdom and let God fill you with his wisdom. Make up your mind to be teachable. Lord, I'm available. Teach me. The Bible said with meekness, this word is engrafted. Proud people, God will resist them every day. Whether they're in church or not, God will always resist them. Because they have the heart of a child. I always say this. One time, I think one of my children, I, I went, I, I think it was, I don't know, I told him, I said, we're well, going to America. Then I didn't know I was going to come to America. Before I knew it, he had dressed up. He didn't know about visa. <laughs> he, just, he went immediately, got to his base cloth. And the next time I saw him, he was so studying. I'm ready. <laughs> We're going to America. <laughs> I said, what did I get myself into? <laughs> I said, no, I was joking. But the boy was serious. He didn't know there was anything about visa, ticket, whatever. That's up to you. The father's voice is what they trusted. And God ready. God, Jesus said, that's the way you follow God. You don't have to figure it out. You don't have to reason it out. It is his wisdom. It is his spirit. You are not supposed to bother about it. If you are following me, shout hallelujah. Matthew 11 from 25. At this time, Jesus prayed this prayer. Oh, Father. Ah, listen to the prayer of Jesus. Oh, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, thank you. For hiding these things from those who think themselves wise and clever. God said, wouldn't find me. I'll hide it from you. Because by that wisdom, you can't look at me. And for revealing them to the what? The what? Childlike. To the childlike. Yes, Father, it pleased you to do it this way. Those who say this. I like, I, like, I like this translation. Message. He said, abruptly, Jesus broke into prayer. Thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth. You have concealed your ways from sophisticates and know it alls. Sophisticated. We have the wisdom. We know what we're doing. No, you don't know what they're doing. Number two. Make up your mind to love the truth. Just make up your mind. Nobody can decide for you. Make up your mind to love the truth. Seek 
to know the truth. Second Thessalonians 2 9. This man will come to do the work of Satan with counterfeit power and signs and what? Miracles. Verse 10. He will use every kind of evil deception. Every kind of evil deception to fool those on their way to destruction. Why? Because they refuse to love and accept the truth that will save them. They made a choice. So God will cause them to be greatly deceived and they will believe these lies. You know, in this dispensation which we find ourselves, one of the things that God, the gospel has done for us is that it has restored us to spiritual clarity. We've regained our sight back. Can I hear amen? amen? We regained our sight back. Our spiritual sight is back in Christ. And not only that, we regained our dominion in Christ too. I will stop here. Next Sunday, I'll be preaching on the, the mystery of godliness. That will continue from where we start. I want to be giving you this in a small, small snippet. So I don't overload you. Is that okay? Did you get something? Let's bow our heads to pray. Father, we just want to thank you for the word you gave us. Human wisdom is so dangerous. It has such powerful allure on mankind. And the enemy is cashing in on it. He uses it all the time to supplant our relationship with you and put his interject and, in, and, and, and eject himself into our affairs and destroy things. Human wisdom is so, it makes so much sense to us because it really gives us a place to control. So we're confident, we're sure, yeah, because we figured it out now. Pray that you help us to understand these things. So we make a choice to stand against it and to follow the foolishness of the world, which is the wisdom of God. Because that's what will lead us to life and fulfill our expectations in you. So that we don't at the end regret it all, waste years waste years in pursuit of vanity. Hey! Unfulfilled life. Just waste years. Precious life you gave us in pursuit of things that have no spiritual value. Not even help us in any way. Though they make sense. But it doesn't make spiritual sense.
Help us, precious Father. We need to surrender our total will to you. We need to come like children to you. We need to love you, love your word, so you can transform our thinking with your wisdom. So we can stand and resist the lure of human wisdom. Our salvation you gave us, you said it's foolish to people. But to us who are saved, is the power of God, is the wisdom of God. Help us to accept it all. And all the benefits that come from it all. So we can live in the fullness of your design for our lives. So when we come to the end of it, there is nothing left to be done. It's not just the natural things we do and the money in the bank. Forget about those ones. Those ones can vanish in one day. But that our lives will be so useful in your hand that we use it to do the things that last, the things that count. Thank you, precious Father. In Jesus' name we pray.